2: Today's wrestling news, we've got major changes to the Judgment Day. Cody
3: Rhodes written off TV by the dastardly Seth Rollins. Did Vince McMahon
2: play a role in getting his daughter out the company? And
3: MJF has been removed from AEW promotional material. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm
2: Phil. And this is the news. (laughs) All right, so first up. Uh, the Judgment Day were on war last night, Ooh. obviously, and there are some big, big changes going on around here. So Edge came out cutting a promo. Uh, basically, he was going to add a new member to the Judgment Day. Uh, and then he has a little bit of a pause and then out comes Finn Balor, of all people, the man he pinned at Hell in a mm-hmm. uh, And he comes out and Finn was cutting a promo saying how like Damien Priest and Rhea Ripley have both like, massively elevated their games since joining the stable and it kind of made it like a no-brainer decision to join. And handed the microphone over to Damien Priest who was talking about removing all of the limitations um, to them as, a, as a performers. And the last one... Being Edge himself. And then he just smacked him down. Uh, and then they all just completely attacked him. They, Great table spot. It was a really good table spot. Explo- Damien Priest oh. hit the razor's edge onto the uh, commentary <laughs> table, absolutely exploded, dragged him back in. It was a coup de grace. And they got the chair. Obviously, they got one of the little metal bits and got it in his mouth. Oh. And was pulling back with the crossbase. And then uh, Rhea Ripley was like, chasing off officials with another chair. Uh, and then uh, Damien Priest hit the coup de grace. Not the grace, the uh, concerto. Yeah. On Edge himself, and then yeah, the three of them standing tall with a brand new leader in Finn Balor with the Judgment Day, possibly leading to some kind of Finn versus Edge, uh, maybe like Summerslam summer mm. summer, or maybe uh, Clash at the Castle, maybe if they're putting Finn Balor in quite a big position. Yeah, clash at the Castle, no, I wouldn't bring that. Uh, but very interesting changes to the Judgment Day, taking what they what could have been like a month-long storyline. Yeah, doing it in five minutes. <laughs> Can I shock you? You can. I really liked
3: this. <laughs> I get it. Like you say, they could easily have done a slow burn of like the younger, younger guys, Damien Priest, yeah. younger guys realizing this old bastard's just kind of holding us back a little yeah. bit. And I know some people, have, I've seen some people online say, oh, this is a bit, you know, Rousseau, just a swerve. for I, I think it makes a lot of sense. Because yeah. if you're Damien Priest <laughs> and you re-watch back Hell in a Cell, Edge is beaten. Yeah. Edge is beaten without Rhea Ripley stepping in. Finn's gonna hit the coup de 2, one two three, and your leader is leading you to defeat. Yeah, at one of the first premium live event matches that you've had as a three. Three big group, yeah. And yeah, f- heel Finn Balor always preferable in my opinion. 100%, yeah, that's what he's been after for ages. Got, uh, just a smiling <laughs> baby face just never really works for me when it comes to Finn Balor. Um, and yeah, I just I love the beat down. Yeah,
2: the beat and, down was
3: great. Yeah, just like hopefully. I saw some people saying, oh, "Oh, brilliant! They've removed the best talker from Judgment Day." Good, <laughs> good, yeah. good, I hate when. Whenever they talked, I hated every second of it. Loads of people yeah. compare them to The House of Black, and I think Hamlet made this really good point when we were doing the stream on Sunday. But goth weird stuff has been going on in wrestling for a while. Yeah, House of Black didn't invent it. Judgment Day didn't invent it. Yeah, so it doesn't matter, right? But the thing that applies to both stables is when they stop talking and just start wrestling. I'm like, well, this has got better now. Yeah. Rhea Ripley's now number one contender, of course, for the women's championship. That happened in the main event. Yeah, Damian Priest, massive guy, he just in raises edge, people through tables, and Finn Balor, the new leader of this heel stable. Great.
2: Yeah. I think a lot of this is kind of like damage limitation as well, like a lot of people have realised this judgement day thing hasn't really been working. It's no! Not, it's not lived up to what sort of edge is potential as a sort of superstar is at all. I don't think it's hugely elevated Damien Priest and no. really at the same time either. It's all just been really weird TV that like, no, I don't think anyone's really fully got on board no. with. And so it's like, if they're like, okay, this isn't working, let's reset here and try something new. And I am down with Finn Balor. so long as he doesn't keep on going down the spoopy bollocks route. Yeah. Uh, so long as he changes it up and he uses Finn Balor's character as the leader and like takes it forward. Give him some purple way. pants. Yeah. Uh, and, and he just goes full on heel New Japan Finn Balor. The, the heel Finn Balor that we know he can be from New Japan and from NXT. Yeah. But on the main roster, finally. Plus now actually, now I think about
3: it. Bringing Champer in now, which we keep campaigning Hello. for, makes even more sense because he's like, oh, this guy was in NXT, and he was kicking ass, and I saw what happened with him as yeah. well.
2: And Finn needs someone to make him let double up talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there you go.
3: I really like it. I get it's device I get that it's divisive, though. Uh, do let us know your thoughts on this in the comments, and we'll be reviewing it on the Raw Review podcast a little bit later on today. Of course, what culture? Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from. One thing I didn't like so much hey. was that dastardly Seth Rollins. It seemed like the beginnings of a sort of babyface turn. He right. came out after Cody Rhodes welcomed us to money out. And showed off his horrific. Well, he didn't show off, he had it covered up actually, yeah, but we yeah. saw it later uh, his ripped pectoral <laughs> injury thing. Uh. Um, so Cody's cutting this promo, suggesting he might compete in Money in the Bank. like four weeks on, away, bro. Cody. <laughs> I'm reading reports like six months to recover. I'm like, yeah. what's going on here? Anyway, Seth comes out, shakes hands with the boss, well, shakes his left hand because he can't move his right arm because of the whole pec thing, shakes his hands, walks off. Cody, thanks everyone. Starts walking backstage, and then out comes Seth Rollins and attacks Cody Rhodes. Clobbers him with a sledgehammer, targets the arm, stamps on the the horrible bit. I mean, people say sometimes, oh, we've got an injury. There's a there's a, um, a target on you. There is <laughs> when it's Cody, different colours of red and purple and. Ugh. Anyway, he targeted that. He hit it with a sledgehammer as well. Cody Rhodes uh, did walk back under his own power. He no no thanked a. Uh, A stretcher, but seemingly Cody will have been written off. He's off to get surgery, I assume, on the pectoral muscle. I think this week. Yeah. Uh, And this was, rather than just having him come out and say, right, I'm off for a while. I thought this was really good. And yes, I get it that maybe people wanted Cody to, uh, sorry, wanted people to turn baby uh, babyface, but presumably Edge is going to go babyface now, and and Seth is the biggest heel on Monday Night Raw by a country
2: mile now. Yeah, absolutely, and Seth can feed off this for ages. Seth is much better, in my opinion, as a heel. Yes! Anyway, it just fits him so much easier. Um, But yeah, he can use this forever. It doesn't really matter that he's just lost to Cody three times in a row, because he's the guy that put Cody Rhodes out. And and who's still standing, yeah. yeah. He is the one still standing at the end of the war. And then whenever Cody comes back, probably Royal Rumble, we oh. can, can very much oh, help. please. And then wins that and oh, oh my God, you've absolutely strapped him up to WrestleMania and that's it, you've made a, well, Cody's made a huge star of himself, but you've continued to push yeah. this huge star to WrestleMania. I tweeted about this yesterday.
3: Anyone who thinks WWE's normalized Cody needs yeah. to have their head examined. He's not <laughs> lost a single match. Yeah. He he's had has three
2: of the best matches of the year. Yeah, stolen, <laughs> in the, WWE. stolen the
3: show on every premium live event he's been on. Yeah, he is the hottest thing in WWE right now, including the Tribal Chief, in my opinion. Yeah, had the and best
2: promos, not only the best matches. Brilliant
3: as well. promos. The fans love him, and he's yeah. just had one of the best WWE trilogies yeah. of the
2: last few years. And when they released the bruise action figure, that's just money. <laughs> yes. Good God. <laughs> Crazy. Absolutely mad. But yeah, so Cody's out. Fine, I like yeah, this. Yeah, get well soon, say, Cody. 100% get well soon, and hopefully massive, massive run when he comes back. Mm. Boy, howdy, does he deserve it. WCPW legend. Indeed. We made him. Yeah, we fixed it. Nothing to do with him. Anyway, moving over to corporate land in WWE, and rumours that... Vince McMahon might have had something to do with Stephanie being ousted from the company. Now obviously, uh, he is that she is his daughter. <laughs> and she uh, announced this sabbatical thing on May 19th. Alright, um, Saying right, she was okay. taking a temporary leave from the company uh, to go and um, focus on her family and just be away from corporate life for a while. Uh, but apparently there is a little bit more to this. So Business Insider have published a report speculating Um, or suggesting, sorry, that uh, Stephanie's own father Vince was responsible for removing her from that position. And we have a quote from company sources in here. And it says, family or not family, we've got to get the right people in place. We weren't seeing that growth. When someone is moved out of a company, it's usually the result of something not working. We took stronger control on that a few months ago. Now, Dave Meltzer has since come out after that, saying uh, that Vince wasn't a driving force and that it was her idea uh, to Mm. remove herself from the company and do this spectacle. But then he also continued a little bit later on, like a few days later, uh, saying um, that there is a much bigger story here. The company outright wanted to bury her here. Something has happened after she left, clearly. The company did a total 180 on her about two weeks after she left. They never even did that for Barrios from Wilson. Uh, and obviously, WWE is still advertising the position, it's not been filled yet. Um, but very interesting to see the mm. company turn around what they've been saying about ousting Stephanie McMahon, Vince's <laughs> daughter, from quite a high up position in the company.
3: As you were talking there, I just had this image of Nick Khan adding more stones to the Infinity, <laughs> infinity Gauntlet, and like, fine, I'll do it it's myself, mine. sort of thing. <laughs> Look, when has he ever sacked his own children before? <laughs> I'm, not su- I'm not surprised by this. Look, I think, I think probably the decision was more sets than, than Vince pushing her out, Seth's. I think. sets <laughs> oh, All over the place, Steph. Steph's probably. Um, Steps probably, because, you know, it's understandable with what's gone on with trips and et cetera, that she wants to, she's maybe taken a step back and realised family's the most important thing, which it is, yeah. uh, and she wants to spend more time with them. But I get the feeling as well, there's probably a little from column A, a little from column B here. Yes. Vince probably went, Stop, no, wait, come back. <laughs> oh probably like, no. okay, if you want some what time off, off you go. Yeah. Nick Khan's going to take care of it. I think in the, in the meantime is what's being reported. Yeah. In the right time who does
2: everything in that company.
3: Her job will be there when she comes back, according to reports. When she comes back, if she comes back, we don't yeah, know.
2: This is true. Yeah, there's gotta be some kind of middle ground here, as there always is with these kind of mm. stories. It's not one of the extremes or the other. There's gonna be a little mingling of, oh well, if you mm. want to go, that wouldn't be terrible for <laughs> my sorry, sorry. Business, business. Business, business, business. business. Is harsh, <laughs> what can you say? <laughs>
1: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
3: Well, as one person leaves WWE, could another one be getting closer to joining WWE? Hey. My best friend, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, uh, has been removed from commercials and other promotional teri- materials. For All Elite Wrestling, this is according to PW Insider's Mike Johnson. This apparently comes from a source at AEW's TV partners, Warner Bros. Discovery. He is being edited out of TNT and TBS promotional spots featuring him. A number of them have already been pulled. Um, It's such a surreal time right now. Um, He was removed from the promotions official website and his merch pulled from stores recently. He uh, called Tony Khan a, I think the phrase was, flipping mark. Something along those yes, lines. Yes, definitely flipping. Yes, you, you definitely and has that. to be fired. And I think this is more and more becoming a work than it has. It may have started out as a shoot, though. Yes. But I'm grabbing my bag of popcorn. I can't wait to see where this goes, especially with this insane interim champion tournament coming, where MJF, for me, is one of the favourites, because how do you destroy a company... By taking
2: its world title. Yeah. And just ruining everything. Yeah, this is absolutely fascinating. I do think, yeah, like I say, probably started off as a shoot originally, but it's slowly worked it all together and come to terms with something. Uh, but there's. There's just too much going on for it to be a shoot. There's yeah. just does too many things, one after another. And to do that promo on Dynamite last week and then have this happen straight after, it very much feels more like this is a this is a work shoot, if nothing else. Yes. Um, but I'm 100% strapped in, and I am ready to see where this goes because I am so interested in this, and MJF is the hottest thing in wrestling He's right now. He's so good. Uh, and everything he touches seemingly turns
3: to gold. I think they've already realized this, but if they haven't, Give him all the money. He's the best thing he's wrestling. He's going to be the biggest star in wrestling for the next decade, arguably. Yeah. So, yeah. Because otherwise, I mean, to be fair to WWE, if you say, what would it be like if you jumped from AEW to WWE? Let's just see what we did with Cody Rhodes. (laughs) It's a pretty good blueprint, isn't it? Yeah. So, and they're not going to... I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what would happen if MJF did go to I think he will do eventually at one point. Probably. At some, at some point or another, there's going to be lots of jumps between the companies. Not yeah. I'm not saying any soon, but it'd be very interesting to see what would happen with MJF and especially his promos in WWE. Yeah. But, yeah, this is just fascinating. Sorry, MJF's but,
2: always been a fascinating one as well because, like, AEW has been so good to him and, like, the growth that he's had through that company. As WCPW was. Indeed, yeah, of course, uh, but and then this happens, and it's like, oh, they have been great at the beginning, but when you reach a certain point, you've got to be fighting for what you're
3: actually worth. Pay the man, TK. This is where the
2: independent contractor thing comes in. You've still got to fight for yourself because no one else is going to.
3: Exactly. I'm so excited Love to see it. where this goes. We'll keep bringing you up Huge today fan. with it, and uh, yeah, check out Dynamite this week for oh, Fallout, no less. Uh, right, let's move on to your Twitter questions at WhatCultureWe. Of course, we want to get in touch with us, Alan. But Bo- Boiler, Boiler. Alain writes, <laughs> Good morning, Andy. M- Andy Mike? Hey, hey. Good morning, Phil Chambers and King <laughs> of the Mike, Adam Will. Oh, God. Ooh! King of the Jelly. That's getting over now, by the way. Don't worry, get him back in the <laughs> uh, Am I the only one who thinks that WWE should have used the promo with Cody last night to turn Seth face?
1: <sighs>
2: I don't think so. I said earlier, I think Seth is just a better heel. I think it's a better fit for him like historically whatever he's trying to go face everyone's kind of turned in mean, yeah <laughs> eventually it just doesn't it's never really fit uh and like we say we can use this for so long now going forward saying he was the guy to take out cody rhodes and if they do do a fourth match at some point down the line when cody comes in cody can use everything that he's no doubt going to be saying over the next few months about how pathetic cody is that he went yes. out with one slide or whatever. Uh, against him and it'll be absolutely amazing. So I think, yeah, Seth can get a lot of mileage out of this.
3: Yeah, I get where you're coming from, Alain, and I, I sort of agree to a certain extent, but presumably now Edge is going to be the number one babyface on Monday Night Raw. Seth should be playing second fiddle to that. Yeah. And yeah, when we finally do they get that babyface done, it's going to make it all the more sweeter for Seth Rollins. But uh, yeah. If you're going to have to, if, you know, if Cody's there going, oh, what about money in the bank? If you're going to have him written out, then there's only one guy who could do it, and what a way to do it as well. And that image of him just like, ah, running up <laughs> behind him with the, the, uh, um, with a sledgehammer, it's forever burning to my memory. Even the bit
2: where he tore his shirt off looked like it was so painful because oh, of the way his arm bent in it. But yeah, like Shout out
3: to Seth, I, you know, I've been putting Cody over for this phenomenal trilogy, it takes two to tango. Absolutely. He's been brilliant throughout this um, from the moment Cody arrived. I could not
2: have asked for a better opponent for these the, three matches.
3: The dusty gear, man. Yeah. Like, he's so good at winding people up with just gear. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Jonathan Rivera gives us our second question of the day, saying, with Cody now implying he wants to win money in the bank, do you think he may Brock Lesnar his way into the final
2: minutes of the match. God, I hope not. No, I don't think so. I think that was just a one. It was a bit of a weird line to tease something like that. But it's a very Cody thing to He's do. He's armed, fights through yeah. everything. And well, then, uh, not no, your arms not, not. No, you're not. Um, so no, I think that's. Cody Witten off for a good while now, while he goes and heals up. Yeah, at the bare um, minimum, so I'd,
3: I'd guess post-SummerSlam. You can, even if he John Cena's his recovery back. Yeah,
2: it's probably going to be a while.
3: I don't want, I like, this is arguably kind of fortuitous as well for WWE, because the danger is is that they burn through any goodwill that they've got with Cody, or they bugger up. Like, I always say this, it feels awful though, and I would never wish any injury on anyone, but injuries sometimes are a blessing in disguise in terms of people go away and you're like oh I miss him now Yeah. I ask her when she went away and came back oh great Asuka's back or you know many many examples of that if Cody's not able to come back until January even WWE can't screw up that road to WrestleMania <laughs> they'll try but my god yeah it's I don't think he will basically in summary because yeah no I mean it either I don't, and I think you'd destroy any babyface potential if he had if he just if Mustafa Ali, yet again, was like, here we go. There's we'll another one. We're wrestling Royal Family. Well, I guess I'll just not grab this thing that's right next <laughs> to me. Poor bastard. Uh, final question today comes from Mimi Burris, who often gives us questions, and it's got some fantastic news. Mimi writes, hi, guys. I get married this weekend. Congratulations hey, to congratulations. you and a future Mr. Burris, Mimi. Uh, In that spirit, what is your favourite wrestling wedding of all time? Thanks. Have a great Tuesday. You have a great Tuesday
2: too, Mimi. Indeed. Congratulations. Mine uh, is AJ Lee and Daniel Bryan I have to say yes. I really really love it just mainly because I love AJ Lee and Daniel Bryan as a pairing I thought they were absolutely fantastic and the just ridiculous terrible abusive relationship like oh. that they had was just so funny uh, in ways it probably shouldn't have been um, but yeah AJ Lee coming out and then uh, saying oh I like I am gonna say I do but it's not to you kind of thing and then Vince yeah, coming that out white. Care, yeah, the white like, suit. What is happening here? But then it turned out that Vince was offering her the general manager role and not, and then her skipping around Daniel Bryan, and then everything that went on past that as well with their relationship of the t- tables finally turning on Daniel Bryan. Uh, I loved it. I yeah, that was great. That stuff. And it gave me the best wrestling poster of all time, that No Way Out one where AJ that was, was strapping done, yeah, in for yeah, the folks. So good. That was great, yeah. But like like, I know there's some,
3: there's some <laughs> classic ones I probably should mention, but anytime someone says, what's your favourite wrestling wedding? It is always... Edge and (laughs) Lita, because I remember watching it live it was one of the few times I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay up and watch Raw Live I was at my mate Matt's house. And, Weddings of Drawers,
2: right? <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. And I remember watching it and they did the fake out with Matt Hardy and I was like, you bastards. <laughs> and then I always remember the, the priest saying, oh, you know, I now pronounce you man and wife the name of the father and the son. And Jesus Christ! And Cain comes in and just wrecks everyone. Tombstones the priest, sets everything on fire. And I was like, well... Wrestling just peaked again. I love it. But yes, there are so many wrestling weddings. I hope yours goes a little bit better, Mimi. Congratulations to you and your partner. And uh, best luck for this weekend. Uh, And let's move on to today's. And finally, of course, there's the battle royal I mentioned this week. uh, For the right to face Moxley, for the right to face... Uh, who is it Tanahashi or Goho? yeah Yeah, to become interim champion (laughs) it's very complicated but thankfully we know who's going to win it now because John Silver has tweeted if I'm in the Battle Royal this week there is a 99.9% chance I'll win Hey, God, John Come on wild card why not I don't think you're going to (laughs) win
2: he's worth a
3: try so but still trying so you're telling me there's a chance (laughs) I don't know how many people are in this I don't know have they
2: announced it yet
3: I I mean all I've seen on Twitter is everyone going I'll have a go
2: yeah so, I, guess, yes. I think there I needs to be some point, guys. But we'll how many wait people see. can you physically fit in a ring, and that's the number. Oh God. <laughs> Well, it's going to be an interesting dynamite, at least. Fingers
3: crossed, guys. So you're <laughs> telling me there's a chance. Uh, right, let us know your thoughts on that and all of today's news stories in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from. For daily wrestling podcasts, we're going to be reviewing Monday Night Raw and looking ahead to the uh, post in your house, NXT, oh, a little bit later on today. Plus, you can let us know your thoughts and Twitter questions on Twitter, at What Culture WWE. Watch there, follow both of us. You can follow Phil Chambers and tell him about his brilliant new haircut at...
2: <laughs> Phil, Chambers, and you can follow Adam and tell him about his average. Same old average <laughs> hair. I really do like the haircut nice. on you, mate. Uh, you myself. can follow me at Adam Wilborn.
3: <laughs> follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. But for now, my thanks to Phil. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon.
0: Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince.